Hey, my sunflowers. Hey, 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 amazing people. And welcome back to another episode of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And it's yours truly, Miss Mika J. And I'm so happy to be back on the airways with you guys on the ones and twos. Wicked, wicked, wit, 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 wit. Look, I should have been a DJ. I should have been a DJ. I think I would have been a dope DJ, honestly, personally. But anyways, so y'all, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get right into this thing. Like, if you never heard of Fearfully and Wonderfully Made Podcast, and this is your first time stumbling across it, hey, y'all, hey, what's up? How you doing? We're so glad to have you here. And Fearfully and Wonderfully Made is an outreach ministry that God laid on my heart. It first started as this podcast, but it has grown into an outreach ministry. And we also have a women's Bible study group where we, we where we meet, excuse me, all once a month. And we actually have fellowship and community. And we be on this journey together because even though we know that, y'all, if you look at it, being saved isn't hard, no, but it has its challenges. And honestly, if it is hard, it's because we make it hard. Because when it comes down to the will of God, all we have to do is be obedient and let's be real sometimes the flesh fights against that so god has definitely grown fearfully and wonderfully made into what it is today and i'm so excited about it and you're probably wondering what it is well like i said it's an outreach ministry and it is geared towards reaching the lost and the broken right and letting them know their worth and their value and how their worth their value and their identity is found in christ and we do that by way of real life conversations y'all just you know taking it to the real real life conversations and showing people how god is truly in the midst of it all and today we have a treat for you because i'm not by myself y'all joining me today is the lovely the wonderful the immaculate miss kayla robinson hey y'all hey Hey, Minnie Mouse, how are you? I am well. How are you, Sunflower? I'm doing well, Twinkle Toes. Listen, <laughs> so <laughs> this is how we're going to start out. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> Listen. It was how forceful the Twinkle Toes was, though. Yes, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Listen, it's a reason why I call her Twinkle Toes, y'all. It's hilarious. But I, I'm not even going to do my sister like that. We're going to move on. Like that. Not, not on this grand day. You will not. <laughs> Listen, we go move on, but before we do, I'm just saying, baby, even if you can't open up your mouth, even if you can't wave your hand, if you don't have nothing but foot, you better twinkle toes for Jesus. Do you hear me? You better twinkle toes for the Lord. <laughs> go away. I love you too. But mm. we're so glad to have her joining <laughs> us back on the Fearfully and Wonderfully Made podcast, y'all. And we have a treat for you because we're going to be talking about something that is probably going to make a lot of you guys heart wrench, you know, um, because it's going to be about money. I know you probably gasped so hard, right? Right when I said money, because every time, you know, friend, people hear money, they be like, mm-mm, baby, I ain't got none. I'm broke. Right. Baby. Basically. <laughs> I ain't got no money, baby, before y'all. What got you no said, money. I had to go talk, talk to the horse about a fish uh-uh. right, right i gotta go walk my turtle <laughs> baby what? listen uh, exactly all things just go out the window okay but i promise you it's for your good it's for your all good things are working for your good and it's intentional and god it's wants you to be intentional about your money he does right. yes. he does so y'all without further ado we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna dive right into it okay so y'all y'all just sit back because it's gonna be something then I promise you get your notepads and get your highlighters, get your pens, because we're getting into this thing, okay? And we'll see you soon.
some amazing wonderful people i hope that while we you know while you guys was listening to the intro i hope you was twinkle-toeing for jesus did you twinkle-toe for the lord did you because that beat should have made you twinkle-toe just a little bit just you know just a small bit but we're so glad to have you guys back with us and have miss kayla joining us as well now if you guys are just tuning in and you do not know who miss kayla is miss kayla robinson she is an awesome amazing lovely wonderful young lady that just so happens to be my little sister and my best friend you know thank you god for that but also she is the author yes y'all y'all heard me the author of the millennial christian guide blog okay you heard me right the millennial christian guide blog and all you have to go to is the millennial christian guide.com to get all of those nice wonderful blogs that put you in your place first of all <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Then y'all put you in your place. She do she she does it in a way that it has cute little catchy titles. Okay, cute little jingles. Even this one that we're gonna be expounding and inserting into the podcast topic today, even it has a cute little jingle. But then when you start to read it, you just like "Mm, wait a minute. (laughs) You didn't mm, what did I do to you? Okay, I didn't walk up next to you. I didn't fix your Cheerios. I did not. (laughs) That's how like, that's how those blog posts make you feel. But also, like we said earlier, it's for your good. Yes. And God wants you to be intentional with your money, baby. He wants you to be intentional with your money. He wants you to give back to him because it's an act of worship. Not just to be like, oh, I got money to spend. Here you go, God. I'm just giving this back to you because the Bible says I should, but your heart is not in it. I mean, it's not just about what the law says, but you know, we are in the new covenant. Now this thing is about faith, trust in God, right? So we're going to expound on it. So even if y'all don't have much to give, even if you don't have much to give back to God, just give something. Maybe you can have five cents. Give your five cents back to God. Mm -hmm. I got five on it. Okay. Which is the name of the title of her blog post that's going to go hand in hand with today's topic. And today's topic, we're going to be expounding on generous giving, right? Yes, yes, Lord. We're going to be talking about generous giving. And there are pros and cons to generous giving. I'm pretty sure you guys are like, Mika, how is there a con to generous giving? Well, we're going to get into that um, to give you a just a different scope and a different perspective on things. But I just want to ask Kayla, Kayla, Yes. How has your journey been with giving? Honest, just real true talk. Honest, um, I've always been like this giving person. I think it kind of came from being the oldest. So with being right. the oldest, you're always told, you know, share, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so when it came to like, you know, helping people that I love or something like that, like I've always been, you know, very 
very open to give. I've always been the person to be like, oh, you know, like this holiday is coming up or I got this person something. So let me get this person something like I've always just been that way. Um, So with me, my journey has been to hone that um, to definitely, you know, ask God before um, I give something or, you know, um, my dad actually gave me like this nugget of like when I was super young that I kind of like take with me. Right. Um, So uh, but basically it was like, don't ever give nothing that you can't that you need. Right. Right. So like if let's just say if uh, I see a homeless person on the street and like I got five hundred dollars but like I need four hundred and ninety five of those dollars for bills or whatever you know I'll willingly give the five dollars that I have but like Mm -hmm. I know you know keep the 495 because you need that so right yeah so but mine has just been you know making sure that I don't give to the point where it puts me in a bind if that makes sense got you I definitely feel that my my relationship was giving has been somewhat of the same honestly um it's just openly giving to people. If I see mm-hmm. a person in need, sometimes to a fault, like mm-hmm. sometimes like, you know, I'll give certain things that I know that I need and give those things up. And um, with me, it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a, I have like a stepbrother, but he's my brother. I don't call him stepbrother. He's my brother. Um, and he came into my life a little later in life, but I grew up majority of my life being the only child. Mm-hmm. And so you already know the negative connotations that is on, you know, being the only child. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're spoiled. Oh, you don't know how yeah, to share. Selfish. You're <laughs> selfish. You're right. I can't be. I can, I will tell you the truth. This is truth zone <laughs> over here um it, and I feel like we all can be it's not just you know me oh I'm just a, I can be a selfish person we all to some extent can be a selfish individual mm-hmm. it's to the point where you're being overly selfish and you're not understanding the point behind all of this and that it's not all about you so right. anytime your selfishness is extending to that point then yeah we need to call on Jesus because there's a problem um uh, but my selfishness has never been like that I've always been one to give and mm-hmm. just give liberally. Now I can say, I, but it's something that you said did, um, I guess strike something in me and I'm looking at it from like a biblical sense. Right. Because you know, there's a, um, there's a scripture and, um, let's see. I want to look it up just to be, um, sure. Cause I don't like to like misquote scriptures. Y'all the person right. that's just not me. And I just want to make sure that we, I will paraphrase, don't get me wrong, but um, I want to quote the word of God, right? Because if we're going to break down the biblical context of things, especially with, you know, it being opposed to our um, mental structure of how we were taught, you know, in society, like when you look at that, a lot of times it definitely opposes biblical sound doctrine. Mm -hmm. Because like when you said, um, like I only give what I know I don't need. Right. But then mm-hmm. when we look in the word of God in Matthew um, 5, 40 through 44, and it says, if someone is determined to sue you uh, for your coat, give him the shirt off your back as a gift in return. Mm-hmm. And should people in authority take advantage of you do more than th- what they demand, et cetera. But like, even in other times in scriptures, God had told us basically like, if you know, your neighbor asked for them, this and you have it give it mm-hmm. and I mean give them like the shirt off your back too and so it was like nowhere in there when we look at the biblical structure of it nowhere in there does God say don't give that because you need it 
Right. Because like when we look at it from that view, it totally um goes against and it totally contradicts and we all know the word of God does not contradict but I was more so said that we contradict the word of God when it comes to okay we'll say that when it is in light of us right when it's mm-hmm. us that's in need it, we're quick to quote scriptures like that but when it's the giving part of that to another individual mm-mm, i need that but then when you go over there to matthews and you um look at what he talks about don't worry about you know mm-hmm. tomorrow don't worry about you know where this and that is going to come from and then also scripture that says that you know never have i seen the righteous forsaken or see beg for bread and all in that we never see god tell us to keep something because you like I like you need it and you hanging on to it because you will be without that same thing. Because yeah. nine out of ten, when we do it in that regard, it's because we're holding on to it because we don't feel as though that we're gonna get it back. Right. And I, I was just looking at that like God. I mean, I guess that's where you know the childlike faith come in. It. And I'm pretty sure someone can actually um argue um argue this and, and rebuttal against it by saying that you know God then therefore also expounds founds on you having wisdom right and he does he does give us wisdom but i guess it all goes and boils down to your intent behind the same thing if you're not giving the 495 dollars because you're hanging on to it because you know you need this not 495 dollars and you know if you give this 495 dollars up like you won't get it again or it's going to be hard for you you don't even know where it's going to come from then that's the wrong intentional uh basis to have that off of and that's Mm -hmm. not trusting god ultimately Right. So I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about that? No, like, no, you make like a valid point. Um, no. So that kind of goes back to like what I was saying, like, you know, like ask God what you should do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Because like, I mean, as you said, like if, like if God puts it on my heart to like, and I mean, I've, you know, like done similar situations like that before, yeah. like it was like really tight and God put it on my heart to give somebody, you know, X amount of dollars. Then I gave them that that amount of dollars, even mm-hmm. though I was like, okay, like, you know, I kind of needed that. But like you said, like, God will, you know, God will provide for you mm-hmm. and God will bless you, you know, because you're doing, you're being obedient to him. You know, and the right. scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. Right. So, but you know, there's all another thing for that. But anyway, but, um, <laughs> But, you know, like, so just being obedient to God when it comes to that matter. So, like, if even if you have, like, $500 and God puts it on your heart and he's telling you and you know for a fact he's telling you give $500, then give the $500. But, like, if you have, like, $500 and you see somebody and God is like, okay, you have that, but, you know, like, you know, give them $5, you know, don't be Mm -hmm. disobedient to what God is telling you and don't be disobedient to what he's placed on your heart. Give what you give, what he tells you to give freely and honestly and open. Right. And, and like what you hear, you hit it, um, the nail definitely on the head because you do have to ask God. That's when you invite God in every situation, because there's times Mm -hmm. where God might have you. Yes. Here, you know, um, give them the whole $500 and God will tell you to give that because he know that he's about to double or triple or quadruple, whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. your portion in return. Right. Right. But that's, that takes you having a sound relationship with God so that you can lean on him to know, okay, God, I need you to help me in this situation because I see this person and I want to give, but I only have X amount of dollars. And I know for a fact, I need the X amount of dollars for this. 
Um, I'm not saying that you can't provide for me. I just want to make sure if I am giving, I'm giving out of your will and out of my own permissive yeah, my will. Own. And then it therefore get putting me in an even more gym. And I can't right. even sit here and say it's been times I have not done that because I have, because, you know, of not leaning on wisdom, leaning on my own understanding of things. And then of course the enemy will kind of come up like a flood and make you feel bad because, Oh, you know, you had that, but you didn't give that here. Like, you know, say all things mm-hmm. in your ear, but it's a time when God tell you to give. Like personally, I've been recently in a situation to where I gave and I did not have at that moment. Mm-hmm. And so also I was, petitioning other people around to actually help um this couple that was in need at that time and so um it it went on and I helped and I helped and then it led to one text okay I need help then another text I need help and then another text I need help and this is not to say that God will not plant you in a person's path for a specific season man this is why I say season because I know somebody may sit here and say, oh, well, you know, they probably, God placed you in that person's path or in that couple's path, Mika, so that you can actually be that help. So you can't sit here and just cut a cord because you feel like you need to cut a cord. And this is very much so true enough. However, everything with God is done in seasons. You can read the word of God and the word of God will tell you that. Even let's go to the prophet Elijah. Prophet Elijah, whenever he ran, he ran off because Jezebel had already killed all the prophets of God, right? And like he took a stand and he did what thus said the Lord, right? Being one of the only ones standing, okay? Took a stand and he went and he said what he had to say, what thus said the Lord. He let allow God to speak through him and to utilize him. Okay, after hearing Jezebel say that, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna snatch you up, sir, and I'm gonna kill you. He ran. Right. And then when we saw that he ran and, and the, the things that he went through, he was out there. And God led him to the wilderness. Right. And he actually went by this brook. OK. And God provided him and gave him provisions for that said seasons. Even ravens came and fed him. Came and fed him. But eventually that brook dried up and of course this mm-hmm. is paraphrasing the whole story of course please go read about a prophet elijah on your own i promise y'all it's a it's a story worth reading please go read it but the brook did not continue to provide for him that was a substance and that was a a circumstantial situation that god was using as a provision but we are not to get swept up and stuck on the provision god do it in season so we don't get stuck on the provision and worship the provision more than we worship the provider right and so that's the reason why those things come in seasons you're planted in individual um lives for a season sometimes it may be a lifetime you may be connected to that for a lifetime but anytime it comes in terms of provision, God would never have you continue to be reliant on the sad thing over again because he know our nature. And if you continue to be reliant on that sad thing, that's there, that's, you know, there and providing for you and there, that person able to easily access and give you money, you're going to then therefore become high-minded. You're then therefore going to become in your flesh and become prideful, right? And you're going to be stuck on the fact of, oh, I, I have this thing at my disposal now. And God is never going to put something over him. It's not going to work. He eventually wants you to come back to him. And also that thing is done and that provision is done because God is getting ready to walk you into the next thing that he had from you. And he wants you to get up, take a step so you can meet him there. Because if not, that's you becoming stagnant and you staying Mm -hmm. in the same place. Mm -hmm. So with this couple, 
it kept on going and it kept on going. And then, you know, when you have discernment, some things just start shaking to the left. Okay. It ain't, it ain't to the right. Like it normally is just to the left a little bit. Um, and so the discernment started to kick in and long story short, um, I found out some, found out some things, found out some situations that was going on that personally is not pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Because like I said, God will have no other God before him. And whenever that situation is made known, honestly, you can ask friend. I wasn't even looking for the situation. I wasn't. I'm never she really wasn't. looking for the situation, child. I'm really not. Okay. It presented itself. Okay. Before me. Um, actually a couple of times. The third time was the charm. Cause let me tell you <laughs> the charm in Jesus name. Okay. Because God was just like, here you go. And then I was just like, okay, we're going to find out today. And so I ain't gonna lie. Y'all I became a private investigator for two seconds. <laughs> I did. Listen. Um, all I imagine is Pink Panther. That's all I imagine. Listen. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, and I it's like when God plays something like that in front of you, like, and you know for a fact, God, this was you. Because I was about to for one pull off on the plug twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I could have missed this. But because this thing that happened over here caused the delay for me leaving at that moment it just so happened i saw them at the right time right and when you just know in your gut and you just know in your spirit when something is just like meant for you to a see miss. yes something's a miss and something's meant for you to see so that's when i started going in i just needed to see for myself i'm a type of person yeah i can hear you say it but i'm gonna need to see it i want god to show me myself like show me this lord and i'm a real big um stickler of that like even with people that come in my life i go back to the lord real quick and be like god show me this person reveal mm-hmm. this person to me as you all should and so it was a revealing moment and it was really no way of really coming back from that i consulted you know with the Lord and I told God, you know what, God, you know, I forgive them. God, you know, help me. And also I consulted also with friend and got her thoughts on it. And she, she understood. She was like, if I was in that situation, I probably would have been the same way. Right. Because that's a disheartening situation to where mm-hmm. whenever you, um, you give liberally, right. And generously. And you really want these people to be helped and God to come in and to intervene. And then you see that, Hey, something's amiss. Like what mm-hmm. we got going on. And then not only that, but they're, they're doing like something to put another God before a God and not trusting him at all. And so that's the reason why, I say, personally, you, like Kayla said, you have to go to God for yourself. And this also to encourage a person, don't get upset about situations like that. Because God does those things for a reason. Everything is a a lesson learned. Mm -hmm. Everything, there's a lesson in the midst of that situation. And so because I wasn't, uh, I connected, like, you know, I... We were connected, but we weren't connected. So um, it wasn't like any emotional connection, strong, deep emotional connection, because it's like, I really don't know you like I know of you. And so there was already a measure of caution taken anyway. I mean, even from the way that I was shaking and jiving, like we're helping them with certain things. um, I was being cautious um, in that way. And not being, you know, untrustworthy of them, because you don't want it to be a thing of your 
acting on how things happened in the past, but to be cautious. And there's a right. difference of that also. That's a whole other podcast episode. We're going to that at a later date. But I was just more so being cautious because even though I wanted to help, like, yeah, I still only know of you. I don't really know you. And um, it just happened the way that it happened. And God just showed me your time of giving was up at that moment. Like Mm -hmm. you gave all that you had to give and you did all that you were able to do at that moment. And they, like I said before, God was never going to let them be too reliant on me because then it was going to come become a thing to where they would, would feel as though that, you know, they have something easily at their disposal. And that ultimately takes your eyes off God and takes your eye, put your eyes, excuse me, on the, put your eye on the provision. So. Right. And then also, too, just to encourage people, like, if you have gave, like, with a, with a pure heart and somebody abused it, let's just say, like, you gave, not, not, this didn't happen in this situation, but this just using this as an example. Like, if you gave somebody, like, a homeless person or a person on the street, like, that was asking for money, like, some money, and, you know, you went into the store and you came back out and they had, you know, liquor mm-hmm. in their hand or something like that, like, at like, just try to stay encouraged and remember that you did your part. You were obedient to what God put on your heart to do and right. that you were obedient um, and you gave with, with pure and good intention. Like once you give, like ultimately what that person decides to do with that blessing, that's on them. Just so like true. when God bless us, like ultimately what we do with the blessing that he gives us is on us. Now, right. the difference is, is like, you know, like God can be like, okay, yeah, we, we going to we gonna have to put you through some things, you know, to get the point across or right. whatever. But like, you know, just you know, as Jesus said to the disciples, you know, like dust the, you know, the dirt off your feet, and you know, mm-hmm. don't let that hinder you from giving to the next person that God right. puts on your heart to give to. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because so. it's gonna be people like that all the time, and we right. also got to understand of what people do is not who they are. Okay, mm-hmm. we are who God says that we are, right? And they, um, th- these are people that know, God, they, they know, you know, have a, their own relationship with God. Right. And they f- fell short in the area. Right. And so it doesn't mean that, okay, this woman, she was not a, a powerful woman of God and that this man isn't an awesome man. Right. And an awesome man of God. It just means to like, in this season of their lives, they miss the mark. And we right. all go through seasons in our lives mm-hmm. to where we miss the mark. Shoot. Let's take it to the Bible where, Peter, when Peter got reprimanded by Paul, by what he was doing with the Gentiles and he was eating with the Gentiles being around them. And then whenever we see his very own right comes around, then he act like he don't really know them or don't want to really want to be associated with them. That's missing a mark because that's you faking a funk. God Mm -hmm. doesn't want us to be in this journey, faking a funk and only acting one way with this group of people. And then another, another way with this group of people. Yeah. It's going to be certain times that you're in certain settings that causes you to behave a certain way, but you ultimately, the very fabric of your being and who you are should not alter depending on who you're around and it's the same way with this walk with Christ if you stand firm and you say that you're a believer in Christ when you get around your group of friends or you get around these group of people that don't really have a relationship with God and don't really believe in Christ like that will you still continue to stand firm on that foundation and claim Christ because Christ says in the word of God that if we be ashamed of him he will also be ashamed of us Right. So it's you having to understand that we're going to make mistakes in life. And so I look at that couple as a means of, I don't hate them because I tried to have it in my heart of love for people. I don't like to 
have hate for anybody um will my spirit be off of you a little bit yeah until i get come back around and get back right and honestly sometimes it's good to take that moment because you don't want to therefore make a situation worse right and um operate out of the wrong spirit because we are we are one with christ when you come into this you are one with christ and that causes you to have to die to your flesh daily Mm -hmm. and it's not just okay yeah you you speak in tongues but do you have the spirit of god like within you has he filled you right have you been sanctified and sanctified is continuing to die into self to become more like christ and that means sometimes you have to you know snatch yourself back up and be like "Mm -mm, what would jesus do wwjd on the real and and call on the name of god and say god you know what would you do in this situation nine to ten god would do something that you ain't fit to do Mm-hmm. <laughs> at your flesh if we're just gonna be real about it okay god will have you apologizing to people that you didn't even do nothing to but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a means of just understanding that you cannot look at those people and allow a person's behavior in a set season depending on their circumstances to dictate ultimately who they are because we would not want people to do that to us so we can't do that to people mm-hmm. because god god looks at us with so much love like prime example um please go check out the millennial christian guide um blog because uh the blog posting that we're going to expound on and that we're segueing into called i got five on it i got five on it hey hey listen i'm still like a holy ghost g on the low right on the low on the low wow do not embarrass me in front of these people snap back listen we're gonna be honest in this Um, season on this podcast snap back snap back this is the enemy using you (laughs) (laughs) no not really you're right but you know (laughs) listen i just know how to have fun we like to have fun y'all but yeah like with her blog post that says i got five on it it's just like you mentioned in your blog posting as to where, you know, we spend money on everything else, but mm-hmm. then we actually save God our very last, which according to the word of God, you're supposed to give him your first fruit. Facts. And if you're wondering what the first fruit means, that means the very best part of yourself, mm-hmm. not the leftovers. Okay, right. not the leftovers at all. Not like how they were sitting here doing in the book of Malachi, giving God lame animals. Mm. Okay, these animals Man. sick and hurt. They can't even move right, friend. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. The animals were stretchy. <laughs> I don't know why y'all would do my Jesus like that. Why? Girl, <laughs> but I mean, even before then, like if you go back to Genesis and you go to the story of Cain and Abel, right. like the whole reason Cain was upset was because God wasn't, you know, praising him for the offerings he was giving him. But Sorry. if you pay attention to what the word is saying, like it said, Abel gave his best right. you know, to God and while Cain just gave some. Like what's some? Like we all know what some is. It's just like you like get a hand scoop of M and M's. You just toss it. You don't know if it got deformities on it. You don't know if it's bleeding right. colors or you don't know what it looked like. <laughs> right, God. This all I got is this little five dollars. <laughs> right, it's crumpled up. You know, torn up. Probably been in a strip right. of booty. You don't right. know. <laughs> Listen, baby, if you over here giving God. <laughs> I can't see this. If you over here giving God booty dusting, you you wondering why he's upset. <laughs> Baby, you should look inwardly. <laughs> 
I can't stand it. <laughs> but real though, she ain't lying. Like it's it's you're like, well, what if I only got the five dollars? Listen, hear us out. We're not saying that it's anything wrong with you giving five dollars. Shoot, it's been times I have given five dollars right but when we look at the word of god we have to remember god like who he is right god is spirit right jesus all right yes he walked on this earth as man but he was the son of god right he was god in flesh and that's we're not gonna get into that argument go read the word of god start with john the first chapter the first verse and read on down but what i'm saying is it's not about what you're getting it's how you're getting like let's just put it in today's terms right Mm -hmm. all right for my holy gangsters out there all right all right let's just say for instance you feel what i'm saying you live in lavish all right all right friend and we'll use me and you for example we live in lavish you feel Mm -hmm. me we got it all right we high stepping in the red bottoms all right the red bottoms bottoms. clickly clack clack (laughs) so Let's say, for instance, it's time, right, to give an offering to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I go give God a Lamborghini, a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. I go and put him some stocks on Amazon. You feel Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I go, you feel me? He's set for life. Um, I'm also going out here and giving him a real estate portfolio. You feel what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. God, he is set. Okay, what I'm giving him is set. Mm -hmm. All right, and you just simply come with a picture drawn like a little kid in a crayon, which is you and him like laying in a meadow field, basking in the mm-hmm. sun together. And all you write at the bottom of that beautiful letter in your crayon colors, purple to be exact, is I love you, Papa. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I just earlier that day, I done bought everything you bought. I had more stocks than what Thanks. you just had. Thanks. You know, I done earned a million dollars, you know, selling this house or whatever, Thanks. and all the other things. And I come to God with this picture that's this drawn picture? with crayon, that stick crayons. figures. With that stick figures, stick figures, y'all. And let's just say it's it's the moment, okay? It's the, today. It's the man. It's the moment. The music. You feel me? Like we up there, all right? And God comes and He sees this and He's like. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And then he looks at me. Okay. All right, daughter. I see. I see. And he looks at Kay. Okay, daughter. I see. And he looks at Kayla and says, "Daughter, I am well pleased. Your offering is just—it's like honeydew on my tongue. It's sweetness to my ears. Like it's heavenly sounds echoed around me. And I'm over here like." I just got you stocks. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is sir, sir Jeff Bezos, God. Okay, Amazon. <laughs> like, you are sick. But it wasn't what I gave him. It's because I wanted to be seen and congratulated and applauded mm-hmm. and given accolades for what I had. I was tied to the objects which consumed me. Right. And ultimately, I took my eyes off who I should have been consumed by. Come on, come on. Like, come on. It's not about what you give. It's how you're giving. God is a God that looks on the heart as man looks on the outer appearance. Now, we say anybody before that table, they would have chosen 
the stocks, the money, the real estate portfolio, the Ferrari, the red bottoms, and everything else, the house on the hills, etc. instead of getting that picture with the stick figure on it. But the sentimentality behind that one picture, the love and the pure connection, and, and just the worship that was behind that one picture, mm-hmm. it was ultimately saying, God, all in all, no matter what I have. God, all in all, no matter who I'm connected to. God, all in all, no matter who my contacts are, is filled with. No matter who I'm able to call right now. God, no matter if I got this person that's really known on speed dial. Lord, I'm able to get into the most, like, renowned, okay, places. This most exquisite restaurants, Papa. I'm able to do all of this. Even all that. All I wanted to bring to you was something sweet from my heart to show you Mm -hmm. what you are to me. She chose to bring God a memory and a moment and memories and moments is something to be cherished. It's something that you can't buy. She brought him something that money cannot buy at all. And so it was the intent behind it. Mm -hmm. It's not what you have, but it's how you give it. It's how you give it. Now on another side, a person that had all these things could have, Gave God all of that, right? And brought it all in and said, God, here, there you go. You can have it. God would have looked and smiled upon them because they gave to him with a heart posture of, I don't want it. Like, I know, like, this is great and it's needed to get through, you know, this capitalistic economy, not mm-hmm. economy, excuse me, like in this world, this society, but I don't need it because I got you. So you can have it. You can take it. It's yours. Right. Like he will smile down on something like that because it's how you, you give. Gave it. Mm-hmm. So to hear you talk about it and expound on it, Kay, and, and bring up Cain and Abel, it's so true because a lot of us really do be upset with God. And this is mm-hmm. petitioning a lot of y'all to sit in your secret place and ask God, God, show me my heart posture. Because a lot of you need to ask yourself, if God never blessed you again a day in your life, would, would you, you still, still worship him? him? Mm-hmm. Would you still praise him? Would you still give him glory? Would you still say that he's my papa? Would you? Mm-hmm. Or is it conditional? Listen, is it conditional? And that condition, listen, I have seen conditionality sure. work. Okay? Do I have it. seen it and it's not pretty. And mm-hmm. I've seen it to the point where like... It, it just seems like the blessings are coming. And then like Ooh. one one thing doesn't go exactly the way they prayed for it. One thing doesn't go exactly the way they felt life was going. And Come baby, <laughs> all of a sudden, like all that, that, that rigor they had to praise Jesus that, that you know, like, you know, that, that get up and go to, mm-hmm. you know, worship him. It just, it just dwindled. Right. And it's like, yeah, like God is is much more than than these things that's not even going to amount to anything when we leave here. Exactly, because that's like the equivalent of a person sitting here giving you a kidney to help save your life. And let's just say, for instance, you have another problem that needs of surgery and you go to this person because they gave to you, gave all to you, you know, um, the one time. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, this time, well, you know, no, I, I like I need I need this. And. You know, I gave you basically all of me at that moment because I I, mm-hmm. I sat there and laid myself open and bare on a table, bleeding, you know, so that you could get this kidney, 
right? right. My, one of mine is gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. So then you get pissed off and get upset with that person. Mm-hmm. Why are you upset? Exactly. I got even another analogy like, for why? that friend. Why? So it's the same thing. Let's just pretend like you and your man is okay. Like he he's into all these things that you just are not okay. He he likes to go camping. He likes to go deer hunting. He likes to go mud riding. He likes to do all these things. Okay. You are you are a, a very prissy city girl. Okay. You ain't about that life. But because that's your man. You like okay, fine. I'm gonna go do it. So you you go and you tread through the mud, even though you hate it internally. You go and do all these things, and then one day he comes to you and he asks you, "Let's go do something." And you like, you know what? I don't feel like it today. You go have fun, and he gets an attitude with you the whole time. You're gonna be like, "But I gave you all this time, all the rest of these times." Listen, so it ain't conditional. You- Right. Now you just going to turn from me all because I say no this one time? It ain't conditional. Like, whenever you, like, like that really is like somebody saving your life, bro. <laughs> and then you turn around and get mad at them. Like, what made you to do that? Why would you jump down in the street? <laughs> yeah. I just saved you from a, getting smacked by a bus. Right. Like, why are you upset with me right now? You, you upset with me? Why? Like, bro. How how are we gonna do that? You we don't even like when people do us like that. We Thanks. can't stand it to be put in that type of situation. So when mm-hmm. we start to sit back and be like, I wonder how God feels because right. I know I probably do this to him. Mm-hmm. You can't get upset. Up, oh, he died at this point. What more do you want? <laughs> like even if your attitude is like, man, like I like you know, I just really need these blessings, but you will still come from a place of understanding. You should still come from a place like, you know what? But you did something for me. You really didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. I could have been, you know, just, I could have been smited a long time ago, Papa. Right. You could have smited me. I but could be did. on my way to hell with, with hell no chance of redemption. Listen, did y'all feel that heat outside today? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you got me double dog bent. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Hell who? Me no. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> we got to get it right, church. We got to get it right. Because it was hot out there, though, friend. It was hot out there, though. It was so hot out there, though. I feel like heat said to itself, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Saturday supposed to be worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, listen. <laughs> do you, do, that's what the, the topic should have been. Do you want to go to hell? <laughs> But <laughs> y'all be like the joke. But it's we can't get mad at God and get upset with him because he's our all in all and he's mm-hmm. he did more than enough for us. So why can't you just take your 10%? Your that's ten. all he has. Your 10. Your 10. You can still play with 90. He just wants 90. 10. 90. He could ask for 60. He could. He really could. <laughs> but he, I mean, he doesn't. How generous is he? So for, you know, the the listeners and those who are tuning in, right? And you're wondering what a tithe is. Please, mm-hmm. to get more context, I say go and read the full blog post on the millennialchristianguide.com. But just to break it down to you briefly what a tithe is. So a tithe is like the first 10% of yeah. a earning, right? Mm-hmm. Of what was given, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
that thing was given to you, it was provided to you. It was a provision from God. So right. taking the the first 10% of that thing and giving it back is a means of showing God, like, God, thank you. It's like gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's a means yes. of worship, which is really what it's supposed to be and what right. it started off as. Because if we um going into this thing like chronologically, right, we'll start at Genesis. So in Genesis, it started whenever um the story with Jacob, and you can read like uh the story of Jacob. Um, when it gets to the good stuff for Abraham, what I feel like it starts at like Genesis chapter twelve. Please start. You can start that read on, baby, because Abraham's story and his lineage and the people on down is very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yes, um. It is. Jesus. I'm but surprised if you, wanna... you didn't breast out in song, friend, but it's okay. Continue. What you mean? Father Abraham had many, <laughs> <laughs> had many sons. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Sunday school. But you can start reading this story at Genesis, the 28th chapter, the 20th through the 22nd verse, which my little sister so nicely references in her blog post. And it says, then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me, excuse me, with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Just a little bit of background story. So good old Jacob. Good old Jacob, Mr. Jacob, Mr. Conniving, he is. Um, he is on the run in this part from his brother. Okay, his twin brother to be exact. And um he's on the run because he he connived the way he connived. Okay, good old Jacob. And so <laughs> right. <laughs> What'd you say for him? I say he connived. <laughs> Listen, he connived, he's conniving, he connived, okay? Um, do not talk about us with our tenses, let it be. <laughs> so he connived his brother, he did. And he's on the run now. And on the run, he has an encounter with God for himself. That's an even deeper thing we can go into. But um, he has an encounter with God for himself. And then like on this and because of this encounter, that's when we see the relationship with Jacob and God first start to be built. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, him really learning God for himself. Because other than that, I mean, shoot, he was listening to his parents. He was in his parents' household. You know, he was taught what worship was by his parents and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this was the first time he encountered God on his own. And God showed him something. I mean, God had a really supernatural and amazing encounter with Jacob. And after this encounter and after these things happen, that's when we see Jacob as a means of reverencing God and worshiping him decided that you know if he gets me through this journey if God like lets me make it on back safe you know that prayer we say every single time Lord if you just get me through this (laughs) if you get me through it Lord Jesus I won't do it no more but no, good. What we be lying, right? <laughs> like we see, like this prayer that Jacob prayed, and honestly, Jacob meant this prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as we prayer. all should. I'm just gonna true. You know, we should. We should we definitely should. mean it. So we see him reverence and worship God by giving God a tenth of what God is going to give him back from bringing him on this safe journey, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when the first time you see what tithing is. So it lets you know that tithing wasn't just, oh, I'm just giving it back to you, God, because I'm paying you back for what you did for me. No, tithing was an act of worship. 
it was an act of reverencing God for who he was and how much of a provider and protector and how much he sets provisions before us. Mm -hmm. It's worship. And so, of course, you can um, go and read a little bit um, more about tithing for yourself. But just an example of tithing and let's say she use a great example and it talks about and breaks it down. Like if a person is paid a thousand dollars, then the tithe is going to be 10% of that, which is going to be you taking $100 and giving that tithe back to God. Mm -hmm. Um, now this where I say, um, you been in a, a church house that is a solid, like a solid church house that's of sound doctrine is very important. Not only because it helps you to be able to like give back and build the temple of God, which is technically like that's biblical to y'all. I know a lot of people be like, oh man, y'all be sitting here giving this money to the church. They be sitting here using that money. Some of y'all out there do be using the money. And you know what? We ain't even gonna talk about how the dealings of the Lord need to come upon y'all for that, but you know, I'm gonna move on. But um, it wasn't intended for that. And we're gonna speak biblically. Biblically, I can't talk y'all. Um, yeah, thank you, friend. You're welcome. If we're going to speak in biblical terms, it is to help build like mm-hmm. the temple, like it's to help take care of it because yeah. God teaches about stewardship for one. So that's really what these things and I, even how we do poor offering and people don't really understand, like you know, like ultimately what that is for. That's literally taken up to give back in the poor. That's in like New Testament. For sure, because I remember Paul, yeah, talked about it. But mm-hmm. um, go in the Word of God and start reading these things for yourself. But it's to really legit, like, help build and help, like, go back to like the temple and those things to help take care of the church. Like that is biblical teaching, straight up. So um, it's good for you also for that, but then also for you to build community and fellowship. How can we bear the infirmities of the weak, but we ain't around no people to be weak with? crickets i'm gonna wait y'all i'm just like just make it make it make sense like how can in the word of god talk about fellowship and talk about you know um confessing like your sins to your brothers and your sisters if you ain't got a community and fellowship of brothers and sisters to confess your sins to i mean holy brothers and sisters who is not going to condemn you but correct you mm-hmm. so i know we speak out of a space of church hurt, but you cannot allow church hurt to like disconnect you from God. Now I know it's times where, you know, I've given in different, like different ways. Like I've given back to the poor. I've like taken a 10, uh, 10% of a sad thing and giving back to the poor Mm -hmm. and gave to a person that was in need. Like that's also giving back to and reverencing God and worshiping God. So However God leads you, uh, especially when she goes into like whether you take it about take it out your gross income or you take it out your net income, like that's all semantics, right? But ultimately it's you going and asking God for yourself right. what he wants you to do and how he wants you to do this thing. Because right. to cut it dry, you should be given 10%, mm-hmm. period. Like mm-hmm. you should be given 10%. And if you do not have it, then that's when it goes back to that you give God what you have. Because mm-hmm. this thing is not about what you what you have, it's how you give what you have. Mm-hmm. So you, because you there's may- even a story in the Bible, I want to say it's Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, friend, where the story? widow, she gives her last coin. Oh, and yeah. And Jesus praises her for that. It never yeah. says it was her 10%. 
it but it does say that's all she had though right so you will still get praise for for giving what you have but the main purpose is is the heart you give it with so if you are like Bryn said earlier if you have all these things and you only give God the back end like oh I I got two dollars left in this bank account I'm gonna give him the two Mm -hmm. no you should give him the first Right. Like if you get a said amount of money or you get a said uh whatever, like you should be like, okay, first let me honor God with the first of this and then I'll figure out how to do the how to move and shake with the rest of this. Right. I mean, because even if you even if you want to like act out on faith so strong, you know what, God, I know for a fact I need that 10%, but I'm gonna give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you gonna I don't know how you gonna shake and, and and move and do what you do, but that's not up for me to worry about. I just know I need to reverence you, and I can't sit here and, and like I've always been a good steward at tithing and doing that because I have not. All of us have some sort of story to where we wasn't given like we were supposed to. Chad, listen, baby, listen. But it's all he wants you to do is start. Just yes. start. Just start. Just start. Like, just give it back to God and um, whatever the case may be. Like, just be like, God, this is what I have and I'm giving you. Like, you can even take it out your at your account first and be like, God, this is what I have. And I'm giving this liberally, knowing that and trusting that you're going to provide for me. And you're going to take care of me. And you have been taking care of me. And this is just to say thank you for even giving me this money to be able to give back to you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's at times he, he just wants you to start and that um that what you was talking about friend was in um, in the book of Mark Mark yeah me. no you're fine say so, so um say say I sound so country y'all say 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 I mean like a girl so, I mean, what you like, trying to say though girl, like, <laughs> girl I can't stand it oh, no. <laughs> like even when I hear my voice play back and like my words triple I was just like oh y'all we're so country. <laughs> like and it just slips out really strong Ugh, but anyways um, it is what it is it is what it is you know it's so funny how we adapt to like different settings though how yeah, adaptable listen. we are listen. because like my cousin that lives in california listen mm-hmm. it, it's not really a hint of country in that voice <laughs> at all so definitely your surroundings can dictate <laughs> oh <laughs> like, no this is what i know because the way, the way i sounded when we lived in south carolina it's totally different how I sound now that I've been living here in Alabama Bro. forever. So right, yeah. Especially when you're a person that's like easily adaptable to to mm-hmm. climates, because I know I am. Like I mean, y'all, I have this thing with accents. Okay, I will bust out an accent real quick, really quick. All so, she needs to do is hear it once. <laughs> listen, if I if I hear it once, I could probably like at least mimic it at that moment but i love accents i do i don't know why i just love absolute love accents and so i can just tell me going to another place and moving somewhere and me sounding probably so different in less than a year because I of being facts. around yeah so um just a little sidebar there but sidebar, um, sorry <laughs> sidebar we'll do it in, we'll do it in a minute we but will. um this is ultimately to encourage you to give. Yes. Like it doesn't matter if it's and five to cents give or ten from cents. your heart. Please give from your heart. Please give from your heart. I know, I know, I know, I know, y'all. I know. Thank you, Lord. I know that the world that we live in and the society that we live in today, a lot of you guys have been hurt mm-hmm. by so-called Christians. I'm just yes. going to be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys have been hurt by so-called Christian pastors mm-hmm. and, and leaders in the church, just leaders in the church, period, honestly. 
whatever religion and denomination they may be have been hurt um by these uh by these religious structures that you know that we have in society in today's time but you can't allow that to veer you off course you can't allow it because just because they do wrong doesn't mean you should do wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. Right. And you turning your back on God and you saying, I'm not going to go to church no more. And you saying, no, I'm good. And you saying, ah, God, okay, I, I feel you. But nah, that's you turning your back on God and God looking down like, what they got to do with me? Basically. They got nothing to do with me. Because it's the people that hurt you. It's not God that hurts you. Exactly. It's the people. And I know it's a lot of religious leaders that utilize money and have, have been caught up in, in fraud. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are big teachers of prosperity teachings. And there is nothing wrong with prosperity. God tells us that he was blessed us abundantly. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, above all that you could ask or think. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So prosperity is not the issue. It's anytime we are prostituting prosperity for selfish gain. I said what I had to say. If you didn't like it, take it up with Papa because right. I don't know what to tell you. Because that's his word. Um, that's his word. So don't argue with me. <laughs> it's above me now, literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Um, so take it up with him. But it's nothing wrong with you teaching about prosperity. But prosperity should not be the only sound doctrine that you teach. Right. Because there is such thing as a false doctrine. And whenever you take a component from God's word and you flip it and add to it and take away from it into the context in which you want it to be given and you build a, a, a doctrine from it and a foundation from that, that there becomes a false doctrine. Because if you're teaching anything else besides Jesus and Jesus and oh yeah, Jesus um then it's it's false doctrine and that's also the word don't always expect for us to give you scripture how else are you gonna learn to read the word of god for yourself and we always give you scripture for you to just mimic and go back in and say open up the bible and read for yourself yes and ask god to give you revelation in context right so context is key oh my god i can tell you how many times i done heard something and then go back to the (laughs) to the bible and i'm like "Mm, uh that ain't what they say it like that's not the context in which you said it, but it's yeah. Thanks. Okay. It's not, it's not. Or you could be like me being little and then growing up and all I'm hearing, especially when we talked about um Noah and the flood, and they talked about Noah and they ridiculed him, they slandered his name. Girl, I went to the Bible. I said, What what, what, what that at? Jesus, what I did today. <laughs> so we need to be very careful on what we are um using as i guess you can say an exaggeration mm-hmm. um or an example of a sad thing and how it that sad thing could have played out as opposed to what the word of god actually says because i can't tell you how many times bro that um i hear a person sitting here saying that oh it's okay because you know God know my heart. Or I also hear a person sit here and say, um, come as you are. It's okay. We got to get context on the stuff that we be talking about, y'all. Because it's getting bad. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's getting real bad out here in these holy streets. Honestly, it's getting so bad out here in these holy streets. Sometimes it had me wondering, am, like, are we on the holy street? 
Like, or did we take a wrong turn? Because I, I, I we, wasn't we trying def- to go over here. We definitely on the wrong turn. <laughs> right. I And I feel As like I'm an unwilling participant. Because I didn't ask to come over here. Oh, no. I know I am. Like, I am. I, like, well, I didn't want none of this. We should have drove our own car. That's the problem. We should have. We should have. See? Mm-hmm. We don't never listen. We but don't. I, <laughs> we don't. But, I mean, got us in here feeling like we took a wrong turn in the wrong car with the wrong people and we out of gas. Uh-uh, Lord. Come get me. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, and it's sad. So let's get things in context. You walking in the wilderness. Facts, <laughs> facts, Jesus. And I ain't trying to be here forty years. They the one said something, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so it, that's the reason why we got to get things in context. And why did I say that? I said that because the scripture that talks about come as you are is not talking about your flesh. It's not talking about what you got on. It's not talking about clothes at all. Actually, it's not. Um. Can it have a hand? Like if you have nothing, that's all you have on you, then come as you are. But the context of the scripture is speaking on the heart, the condition of your flesh, the condition of you spiritually. Meaning if you are a drug addict, if you are a backbiter, if you are a liar, if you are an adulterer, if you are a whoremonger, if you are a person that dabbles in witchcraft, if you are a person that's a homosexual, whatever your state is and you need deliverance and you need a savior, you are to come as you are. Come and give him, give that to him and lay that at his feet because you can't change it. Only he can change it. So the context of the scripture is saying that like your sinful state, that that in which you are at this moment, come as you are to him because he's going to be the one that ultimately does the work. Right. So let's just get context on a lot of these things. And even when you're reading about tithing and, and giving and different things of that such, like, please tell God to give you revelation and to read these things in the context in which God wanted it to be, not of our mm-hmm. own understanding. Proverbs chapter three, five through six, trust in the Lord, lean not into thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Lean not to your own understanding, but lean on the Lord's. So give, 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 giving unto the Lord. That's all he wants you to do. Give with an open heart. Yes. Give with an open heart, y'all. So, Friend, do you have anything that you would like to say? No, I think we touched on it all, dear. Yeah, we touched on it all, baby. We went up the street around the corner. We got mm-hmm. went into, you know, Mama House. We did a full lap. Mm-hmm. We did. And some mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Then went you to know? the ice cream shop. Got some we ice cream. Did. You know, sat on the lawn and saw mm-hmm. them cut the grass. Yeah, we wonderful. even went to the to the neighbor's yard and, and, you know, watched things as the cars go by. You know, it came what? on back. Mm-hmm. And we did. I don't like the neighbor's yard. They dog mean. <laughs> We play too much. <laughs> we, we play too much. Let's get it together. <laughs> this is a holy station. <laughs> but God loves laughter and he wants you to he be does. happy. And he wants you to have fun. And plus, I'm just getting older, y'all. And I'm starting to love myself even more as Christ loves me and yes. seeing myself for who I am. And yes. I am goofy. He made me this way. Yes, he did, Charlie. Uh, sha, sha, sha. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna get on me. <laughs> but he did. He made me this way. And I love it. And I know some people probably, you know, listen to me and just like, oh, Mika's personality is this because I am a facet of things. I can be quiet and I mean quieter than a churchman house yes she can i have my quiet it can be deafening it It can can. so i can be chill 
Yeah, wow. Ooh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I it wasn't even directed at me sometimes. Yeah, I can. I can be real, real quiet. And I ain't talking about just for like a day. No, it's times I could just be, there's nothing to say. And I could be chill. And then I could be fun. And I could be rambunctious. And I could be, you know, goofy. And, and I'm very idiosyncratic. We all are in in our own unique ways. But I, I could be a little, you know, weirdo. <laughs> sometimes and that's okay but we all can so i'm learning to love myself and understand that god made me this way for a reason and with this ministry he uses my personality to reach those who he has assigned to me and so Mm -hmm. that's why i tell everybody all the time this ministry might not be for you and if it's not for you that's okay i promise you i'm not gonna be upset i'm not upset now even thinking about it it's it's really cool because each person gravitate to what they need. And this ministry, though you may listen to it or stumble across it, it might not be what you need. I might not be, you know, your assignment. You might not be my assignment. But my prayer is, even if I'm not for you, even if this ministry is not for you, right? And, you, and you're looking and you're searching for something. For one, seek God first. And I promise you, he'll guide you exactly where you need to be. And my prayer is that he guides you to the ministry that you need to be that has a firm foundation in God and I ain't talking about this man-made God I'm talking about Jesus Christ Lord and Savior died on the cross for sin the doctrine the true word of God right that's that's what I'm praying that God leads you to because we're not going to be for everybody and y'all got to learn it's okay that a person is not for you and it's okay that you're not for a person Mm -hmm. it's really all right so I know Sometimes people probably people probably be like this girl right here. <laughs> See, anytime I I ain't for you, ma'am. No, well, I mean it's honestly though, like it's just being real. Like mm. I don't like to force anybody to do anything, especially hey. when it comes down to you know God in general. So mm-hmm. even when it comes down to like giving in ministry and different stuff like that, like you'll probably not see me being that type of um minister that's in here saying God said you need to give. Oh, it's five people in here that needs to give five hundred dollars. Right. Now listen, if baby you saying that's what God told you, listen. All I can do is just make sure that's what God said. That's right. all I can tell you. But I'm saying over here, I'm a I'm a minister of God. And I can boldly say that because I'm learning to just walk in what God has called me to be. And I am a person that say, if you would like to give to a ministry or even into this ministry, let God lead you. If God mm-hmm. tells you to sow into this ministry, sow into this ministry. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to me and go on my Facebook page, Fifthly and Wonderfully Made um, Ministry. And you can email me. You can find ways if you would actually like to sow. But I'm not going to force anybody to sow anything. If God don't lead you to sow anything, then baby don't sow. Then don't sow. Please don't send your money. Please don't reach out to me. (laughs) Don't. If he does not tell you to, this is why we got to start like raising up disciples and teaching people not to just rely on our voices, but to rely on the voice of God. Don't get me started in here, y'all, but the rely on the voice of God. And the only way that you can rely on the voice of God is to start building a relationship with God. The only way you're going to build a relationship with God is to surrender unto him and to lay aside your wicked ways and those things that divide and acts as a barrier that's between you and him in order to hear him with clarity. This walk takes work. You can't see here and think you're going to hear God, but you ain't in the word of God. You're not fasting. You're not praying. You're not even learning what fasting is and all of these things. So the best way for you to come into a relationship with God is to learn as much as you can about him. It's like a regular yes. relationship. Mm-hmm. 
It's a regular relationship. And learn to know his nature and his character, who he is to the very core of who yes, he is. Yes, minister, yes. So I'm just saying, listen, baby, I'm a, that's just me. I'm just an upstanding person. Do not sow into ministries if God have not led you to sow into ministries. Don't yeah. be seen here just going off. And I don't even know why I'm going here, but thank you, Lord. Don't be just going off a word. And, and I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of it be religious control. So ask God to give you discernment. As God, 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 you know, bless me with discernment so I can be able to test the spirit behind that person to see if this is you, you know, saying to give this thing. And even then, ask God, God, should I give? Are you urging me to give this? God, because if you are, I'll be obedient and I do so. But if you're not, it's okay. And God, ask God for the amount. God, what amount would you like for me to sow? Like, ask God to put him in the place of everything. It's just who I am. It's just how I'm going to be. And everybody ain't going to like it. And that's okay. So, y'all, I love y'all. This has been fun. It's been fun being back. Yes, friend. And then to be able to do it with you. Oh, you know, honorary (laughs) co-host. Basically, child. Go, we ain't even gonna get into that. Child bless Listen, you. I'm just happy to be a part. I'm just I'm happy. glad that you are a part. Um, we know that this one ran a little long, y'all, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, we Honestly, this is a lot shorter than I thought it was gonna be. So hey. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying. What is I, we trying to say? I'm just saying. Wow, this is the much the moment. Listen, the I'm gonna get on you after we get off this podcast though. You're rude and I'm you're in rude in front of the guests. My goodness. <laughs> People don't care. You saw people holy one minute, then they turn on you the next. Be holy for he holy. Oh, this is gonna be holy. I'm just saying. Well, I love y'all because I'm always getting fussed as you can see. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. I thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's so great to be back. It's so great to be back, y'all, uh, with another episode. And once again, please go sure. Uh, please go sure to be. <laughs> huh? Please, I know. Please go sure to be. <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> I'll check. Guy Christian Millennial, calm down. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just playing. Please be sure to go and check out the millennialchristianguide.com and to read the lovely Miss Kayla's blog post. She's a wonderful woman of God. It's been so sweet and amazing to witness my sister blossoming and growing. Um, to all God be the glory. Yes. And just doing what God is calling her to do and her walking boldly in that. So I'm just so excited for her. So please be sure to go and check it out. And then also um, to like her on, well, you got an Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Check her out on Instagram. And then also check her out on Facebook. It's the Millennial Christian Guide on Facebook as well. So, y'all, we love y'all. Remember, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You are prosperous. You are magnificent. You are blessed, baby. But most of all, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.